This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome, you guys. To Bachelor Happy Hour, we have an exciting episode for you today. And exciting, that might be an adjective that is a little bit of an understatement because last week, like we do, we brought to you Claire and Dale. Dale, do you watch Real Housewives of (laughs) New York? It's been a while, but I tried to catch up when I can. Okay, the reason I say that is because Tinsley's mom is named Dale. And she says Dale. And if anybody listens to Danny Pellegrino, shout out to Danny P- Pellegrino, who we all know and love. He covers Bravo and he always says Dale. And because <laughs> people have teased the way that I say his name, because I say Dell like Microsoft Dell, um, I am emphasizing the Dale in all of this. And um, and I and I stole that from Danny Pellegrino. So, as you know, we talked to Claire and Dale and we celebrated their love and their happiness. So today. We are bringing on another bachelorette and we're not going to pit them against each other. Not one is better than the other. This isn't number one and this isn't number two. This isn't the OG and this isn't the new. This is just two bachelorettes, two beautiful, strong women who we are so excited to see carry the torch as the next bachelorette. And so today we have Tasha Adams on the podcast and this is a pretty significant moment. And this is a significant moment because this is a season not just a year, but this is a season like no other where we have seen Claire come in, do exactly what it is that we want, find the happy ending, even if it's been in an unprecedented amount of time. Mm-hmm. And now we have someone else stepping into those shoes. Tasha is going to carry on the torch and get her own journey of love in all of this. And we're so excited for it because one, we haven't seen it before. And two, these bachelorettes are so different. And the viewers are going to get to get so much in this season. It's a jam-packed mm-hmm. season for, for all the right reasons, dare I say. 
Yeah, no, jam packed is is definitely the way the is definitely the way to put it because I mean, last week we were finally able to in- introduce Tasha as our new official bachelorette and you know, like you said, we kept saying allegedly or like, "Oh, I don't know." And the fact that we can finally just admit it and be like, "Yeah, we were there. We like helped host states and and met with her. It feels so good." So I can only imagine how good it finally feels to be Tasha. Uh, so this week, we have our first full Tasha Adams episode. And to be honest, even though some of the guys are the same, it feels like we're watching a completely different season. And Rachel, like you said, since this is something totally new and foreign to the Bachelor world, we naturally have a lot of questions. I'm sure our followers and listeners have a ton of questions as well. And so we see your DMs and your comments. And so hopefully we can get through as many as we can today because there is quite a lot. And I can't wait to talk to the woman herself, Tasha Adams. Yes, and this is what's so great about this podcast, you guys, is because there's so much to unpack in this podcast that we're not going to take all your 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 entire day, right? We, we could talk on and on for hours and hours and hours, but let's be honest, who has time for all of that? Even we don't have time for all of that. So what's great about this episode is that with Tasha, there's so much to talk about. So today, we're going to do an interview, and we're going to talk to Tasha, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about all the things that come with her being the next bachelorette, but we're not going to end it there. We're going to carry, we're going to, we're going to pass the baton as if this is a relay race. And we're going to pass that (laughs) baton to clickbait because we all know that Taisha is a host on a podcast called clickbait. And so we're going to carry this conversation over to clickbait. And so tomorrow, today you're getting one part of this interview, but it's a two part interview, you guys. And so you're going to get the rest of it on clickbait, where you're going to get to hear Taisha recap the episode, but also give us a little bit of tea on her, what her DMs are doing, and some of the men on her season. So we can't wait for you guys to celebrate, or I should say, I should say celebrate, it is a bit of a celebration, but to discuss this with us today. But then you also get the bonus episode on clickbait tomorrow. Double whammy. Yep. So like Becca said, we do have so many questions. Let's not wait any longer. Let's not keep talking about it. We know you're sick of hearing from us. So let's just get right to the newest Bachelorette, Taisha Adams. Taisha, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. Now, like having you on again, I think we had you on before I was ever even announced as co-host for Happy Hour last year. Like you had just gotten out of your breakup with JPJ and we had you on and it was my first episode. So I feel like we've come full circle. So welcome. Thank you. I know that podcast was so long ago. We were talking about the possibility Mm -hmm. of Bachelor. Really? Oh my gosh. So yeah. Should you say thank you to us that we manifested (laughs) this happening? (laughs) I didn't even realize we did that. Honestly, yeah, y'all put it in the universe. So I will mm-hmm. say Good. thank you. So it is we asked you because you had now. just gotten Absolutely. off paradise and we're like, hmm, is there anything else in your future? I don't even how did you answer at that point? I said, I don't know. And honestly, it's so funny because I remember you guys were asking, like, so if you got the phone call, would you take it? And I took like maybe 15 seconds instead of eight. And Rachel's like, no, 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 you got to answer that shit real quick. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yeah, I would take it. And obviously, yeah, you got to take it. Anybody who says they don't know is absolutely lying. Like you have to take this opportunity if it happens for you. And I think that's a good place to start because there's a lot of speculation out there when it comes to Bachelor Nation. And I like, I like that on this podcast, we clear things up. So, I don't want like dates mm-hmm. and times but in that sense, but I think it's important to know when did, not when did you get the call, but how long before mm-hmm. you got the call and before you said yes and you were on your way to Palm Springs? Like how much time did you have um, basically to get ready? One night. <laughs> I mean... In a perfect bachelor world, according to them, it would have been, I was on, like, I would be in the car an hour Mm -hmm. after my conversation with them. Um, They were hoping I would leave that day, but I actually said I needed to think about it and I need to talk to my parents and I need to take a minute. Um, Just because the the way I was entering the bachelorette space Mm -hmm. was very unconventional, very true to 2020. Um, But I was taking on a little bit more than I think previous bachelorettes have um 
in a sense that there was somebody before me. And I was going to ask the guys to not only remove themselves from that headspace, but then take me on and see if they were willing to be open. So to answer your question, it was probably about 48 really? hours. Really? That's so quicker quick. than I thought. Be- it, I mean, it, that's giving it a little bit of time. So Damn. yeah, 48 hours. <gasps> And that includes like sleep and all that kind of stuff. And that was only because I'm like, you guys, I need to go to CVS. I need to get my little necessities. <laughs> I'm like, I need to run. I got to do some errands. I got to go to church. When you got so the call, give me some when time. they called you up and they're like, hey, we had a switcheroo. Can you do this? We need you. Like what was running through your brain? Because I'm sure you didn't expect to see Chris or whoever's calling you at night being like, hi, can we have you as a bachelorette? So what was going through? What was your thought process? It's so funny because that exact day, um, I was literally on the phone call with my best friend. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm over this year. I'm over quarantining. I'm over everything. Like, I have nothing tying me down. I'm literally going to go to John Wayne Airport tomorrow, get a first flight out to anywhere because I can. No one can stop me. And I'm like, I'm just over everything. And I actually um, postmated some donuts straight to my bed. I read a book, ate donuts in bed. And the next thing you know, I got a phone call from an EP and um, every time I see that name pop up on my phone I'm like oh god here we go you know because it's never anything good you know yeah so he called and um, I knew something was up because he he calls to check in but usually there's something and um, he's like I just want to catch up just want to talk to you a little bit and I said okay and um, he's, he started out this conversation as, okay, so I know we had this conversation last time and you said, I cannot bring this up over the phone. I had had to be there in person. And as soon as he said that, really? I knew what he was about to ask me because I, well, because I told him like after my last bachelor um, interview, which was um, this past year before Claire was announced, I was doing my own thing. I was happy. I was in my own world. I was living my life. I had finally like found my ground. I wasn't in the headspace of going back on TV, doing all that stuff. And like, I got that phone call and it kind of like uprooted me, put my life on hold. You know how it goes. You can't really make any plans, decisions, nothing because you don't know what's going to happen. And it kind of messed with me quite a bit actually. And I told him, I'm like, that's not, that's not fair to me. Um, I know there's other girls in the conversation, but I was fine. (laughs) I, I was fine. And Next time you do it, you better come to my house and tell me in person because at this point, I don't want a phone call. I'm not going to paradise. I'm not going to do the bachelorette again. I don't want anything to do. I'm like, I'm done. And so when he started the sentence with that, um, mm-hmm. I basically knew it was coming. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, it really is. Yeah. Like, normally we get to have this talk before you start your season, but obviously this isn't, this is like, not, we've never seen this happen before. And normally like Becca and I are like, oh my gosh, we're so excited for you. Yeah. This is amazing. Your whole life is about to change. Like the first night is the most exciting night ever. Like no one can, I, I, I just, no one can prep you for it. And I just, it's, it's just so much joy because then no. there's so much, you just have no idea what to expect. But for you, obviously, we know that this was the absolute worst kept secret that you were going to be the bachelorette. I mean, <laughs> People were posting self-included <laughs> on Instagram. If the rumors are true, oh my God, I'm so excited for Tasha. Like, like it was just like, I'm just going to embrace it. Like, fuck it. It's out. You know, like it's, it's, we, we know what's up, but now that people actually know it's you, how does it feel that the franchise is acknowledging, acknowledging you now? Um, we can talk to you. We can talk about it. We've seen you on our screen. What does that feel like for you? Um, Surreal, just because I feel like I've been keeping a secret for so long. You're the only one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I haven't really been able to talk to anybody except for my family. And um, it's a lot. I don't think people realize actually like, how hard of a time I've had personally, like internally, just because uh, when you're announced a bachelorette, you have so much time to get into that headspace and like, get excited for what's to come. And for me, it was just like, I got a phone call and I went into quarantine and, you know, went straight into filming and all the excitement that you guys experienced. Like I didn't, wasn't a part of that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that was even going on. And I just came out of the bubble and, or I came out of my journey and 
I was just processing what just happened. So for so long, I've kind of just been in this like, what's going on phase um, that it's exciting to now. Like, oh, yeah, it. I did yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. It just is going to take me a minute. I, I want to know going into night one, because very on trend with 2020, nothing is going as planned. And so even as, as we've said, mm-hmm. this whole season has been mixed up and it's not the normal bachelor season that people are knowing and loving. So of course, like even your night one felt different because you, you basically go in, there's a group of what 16 men just sitting there and like, you can tell it's like you're nervous, rightfully. So the men are nervous. You know, but I found it kind of endearing, like this cute quirky moment where you guys like all see each other and you're like, Hi. Okay. So like, how do we do this now? It wasn't the proper limo entrances, <laughs> which I will say, I'm so glad that they did give you that later on in the evening. Like at least to stand there and have the men I come know. out of the limo and wow you and go back in like that. You needed that. You deserved that. But overall, you know, you, because you did come halfway through a season, you didn't get a lot of the pomp and circumstance that any lead has gotten in the past so how does that feel knowing like were you okay with that like knowing you know what as long as I have this opportunity I'm going to make it as worthwhile as possible or were you kind of bummed about that about just you know like feeling like I don't know if these guys are over Claire it's this weird way to get in here as silly as it, well as crazy as it sounds I think this introduction to being the bachelor was the best way possible for me um sure it would have been fun to be announced like the way everybody else has and all that kind of stuff. But I think the way that I entered and I met all of these guys was perfect because I feel like if I had too much time, I might've done what Claire would have done. Like looked up all these guys on Instagram, kind of had like an idea on who I wanted to talk to. You know what I mean? And I just went into it just like, honestly, just giving it my all, leaning into the process and just honestly being me. Like I couldn't do anything at that point except for just be like, hi, well, (laughs) yeah, take it or leave it. (laughs) Hi. And I, I loved that I didn't know anything about them. They knew nothing about me. They knew they didn't know who was coming through those doors. I loved it all. Even I thought though it was they didn't amazing. know who was coming, their reaction to seeing you is mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Becca, but I was a, I was a tad bit jealous. I oh, thought their jaws literally hit I the thought, floor. Oh my God! I mean, easy goes. Oh my God, when you walk through and let's just have a moment to talk about how phenomenal you looked coming Mm -hmm. out of the limo. You're the dress, first of all, and I, and I, and I did talk to Carrie about this. Okay. So like no legit last night before, (laughs) before we were podcasting. So I was like, oh, we're podcasting Tasha. I have to compliment you on how fantastic that dress was. I've never mm-hmm. seen him dress someone oh in that gosh. color. Mm-hmm. And with your complexion, you were just, I mean, beaming, glowing, glowing. It, oh, Tasha, it was, Aww. dare I say it, the best looking bachelorette I have seen step out of a limo. Like truly from head to toe, the way you looked was oh like God. the whole look was, was, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get it. If I was a man, I'm a woman. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, really? Tisha, I've literally said this. I think, well, I said it at one point, maybe after you came on our last podcast, I was like, I just look at Tasha and I feel like I'm sucked into her eyes, like stunning. And especially night one, like your Aww. old Hollywood glam with the hair and yeah. the makeup. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I seriously got <laughs> chills all over watching you step out. And it was just so sweet because you literally you were like what do I do what do I do where do I go it was great it was refreshing (laughs) it was really refreshing to just watch you and like the way Becca pointed it out just you know like no one knew what to do even when you have the rose ceremony or there was supposed to be a rose ceremony you're like I think there's a rose ceremony but we're not gonna have one it was like Mm -hmm. yeah like let's just sit in this room and get to know each other and it just Mm -hmm. I don't, the, the whole thing was so great and it was exciting to watch you and we're just so happy for you and happy that we can have this moment to talk to you. But what I also loved is that we saw you talk a lot about what you were fearful of. Obviously, it's exciting. I don't even need to mm-hmm. ask you the question about what you're excited about. You're walking into a room full of men that are for you. Right. Can't put a period after it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You're in the driver's oh God, seat. It was That's everything. exciting. <laughs> oh, is going to pull up with four more guys. That's mm-hmm. exciting. We got that. But to see you talk about 
And I don't know if, I don't even know if I realized it as a viewer until you said it, because we know how exciting it is. But to hear you say, Mm -hmm. these men not, might not be here for me. Um, They might have feelings that are invested. And maybe we're a little bit jaded because we watched Clara's season play out. You really weren't privy to all of that in Mm -hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. So talk about what it was that you were most right. fearful of and how you were able to overcome that to step into, you know, the bachelor bubble and be the bachelorette. I mean, that's the first, one of the first questions I asked um, the producer when he called me. I was like, okay, but h- how is this going to work? Like the guys clearly knew, like Claire was announced with the men mm-hmm. knowing what they were walking into. And then guys were recasted knowing that Claire was going to be the bachelorette. I mean, if I'm one of those guys, you bet your ass I'm going to see like who's going to be there and like see if I'm even attracted to her or what's going to happen. So I was like, hold on a second, but all these guys are there for her. And like, how much have they actually grown? I know how big a one-on-one is. I know how quickly feelings develop. And so, yeah, I was fearful that they all had her in mind. Um. She was more their type than which me being correct, their type. Which they corrected you Whatever on, that may be. Quick. Just mm-hmm. FYI. Real quick. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, I think like Ivan, <laughs> Ivan fell in love with you they the did. moment you walked into the room. Like he could not stop talking about like, she's more my speed and she's this and that. I'm like, okay, Ivan's in love. <laughs> Brendan too. Brendan was like, you're my in vibe. Love. You're That's my so energy. Funny. And I was like, well, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck were y'all doing with Claire? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel bad for Claire in that in that you instance, feel- but yeah. But it's just it's just funny. Like that's a huge fear. Let me think about it. You know, and and I just walked in like, okay, well, I'm gonna have the conversation. It was really, really, really important to me. And there was a little bit more of a conversation that happened than what they showed. But I was like, honestly, please give me the opportunity. Just I might not be the one you came here for, but just give me a chance. Like I'm gonna give every single one of you a chance. And, um, if it's not me, that's totally fine. Like I, I wanted them to know, like door's right there and I'm not stopping you because I don't want you to, um, mm-hmm. string me along. Cause I'm not going to do that to you. So yeah, it was, um, something I had to constantly work with in my mind and with my producer even just to be like, but they're here for me, right? Because you don't see what they're saying behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So you just kind of have to I like trust I want to ask because it. before you came in, I mean, th- the moment when Chris Harrison was like, okay, guys, you have 24 hours basically to make up your mind if you want to stay or go. And we saw, I mean, we saw most mm-hmm. of the men being like, now we finally have a chance. Like we want to stay and do this because they felt like they didn't have that fighting chance before. There were a couple guys like Blake and Jason who were struggling more because they obviously like, Mm -hmm. had developed some sort of feeling and relationship for Claire. So in talking to them that night, I mean, because we saw, especially night one, we saw most of them reassure you, like, we're here for you. Like, we want this opportunity. Mm -hmm. We want to get to know you just like you're giving us this opportunity to get to know us. And so did you ever feel like they were being totally honest or that they were kind of just around to, to stick around, to do the show for all the things that could come from it? Or did you feel like they were very open and honest and then now i guess knowing what you went through in the entire season and watching it back now Mm -hmm. and watching what they were saying prior to you coming in like where's your head at with that like how are you feeling in your heart about what they were telling you i think that one of um one of the qualities that i have is like i'm really good at reading people and um i will say every single conversation i had with that that night on the first night with the guys, like they were all so genuine and every single guy, I mean, except for it was Jason and Blake that really had feelings invested in Claire. Mm -hmm. And they did share that with me that night. Um, They're like, honestly, like, I don't even, like I know more about you than I know about Claire. Like I, and this is not to talk about bad about Claire, but it's just to show Mm -hmm. like where their headspace was. (laughs) And um, they were just like, I know more about you. And like, I actually feel like, I'm having a good conversation, like something's going somewhere. And every single guy kind of kept saying that in their own words. So I know it wasn't something that was rehearsed mm-hmm. collectively. Um, so to hear that really reassured me. And for the guys that did have feelings, I was like, I want you to be in that. I want you to feel that. And I want you to figure it out. I think that's um, what, 
I think that's the it, case, it's so that's funny good. to watch the transition and, you know, people have been really hard on Claire and then to see how the guys mm-hmm. responded to you, it was like things work out the way they're supposed to, because to see so many men say that you were more their type, it made what Claire did mm-hmm. even that more special because she took a risk and trusted yeah. in what she did and made the best decision for her and Dell, and it's worked out. And then the, those guys had a new opportunity to meet someone that they were more interested in. And it worked. Like, it all worked. It's all part of God's greater plan. Mm-hmm. I do have a question with you because it's not just about the switch that you had with Claire that mm-hmm. was such a big deal. It's also being the Bachelorette in 2020 and all of its craziness. Like, the way you were the Bachelorette, you already said it, totally fits 2020. But... You left yeah. a reality that is has just been crazy with all the sadness and the suffering and the sickness with a pandemic going on in regards to our health, but also a pandemic going on socially and economically, racially. You know, there's just so much that you left mm-hmm. to then come into a bubble where you're protected. And I mean, it's no secret I that I was on your season. And even when I talked to you, I even said, I was like, hey, there's a lot going on out there, even more than mm-hmm when you left yeah when you left to come into the bubble right and knowing going into the bubble that there was so much division there's so many conversations that have to be had were you at all scared or nervous about the discussions that you were going to have with the men going once you became the bachelorette no absolutely not because i feel like the man that i'm looking for is willing to have those conversations and has an opinion and has a feeling about everything. If it's someone that's trying to run away from it because they're, I don't know, they have no feelings about it or they don't even know how to like vocalize that. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily a person for me. To be honest with you, I'm here to have intelligent conversations and I'm sorry, but like I'm also half black and half Mexican. So those issues are going to arise in our relationship. So it's, it's more so a person that is willing to have that is definitely a person I'm willing to date. If you, they weren't ready for all that, then mm-hmm. maybe we're not ready for each other. No, I don't know. Great. It's, I mean, 2020 is what it is. You can't hide. And if you are hiding, then mm-hmm. it's going to come mm-hmm. to light at some well, point. I you wanna, know what I mean? I want to add on to that. So for you, I mean, because now you are the, the second person of color. Well, I guess after Matt, but the second bachelorette of color. So what mm-hmm. does that mean to you? I mean, I know when watching Rachel's season back, she felt that weight. Like she, I think in so many of your interviews, Rachel, you felt that pressure so much more immensely than any other lead can ever feel. And so, Tasha, did you feel that too going in and being like, I'm not just a second bachelorette on the same season. I'm the second bachelorette of color here. Like, how do I go about this? Like, what was what was entering that and knowing, like, did you feel like the weight was on your shoulders? It's funny because I actually remember having it all hit me in an interview and um, vocalizing that. But to be honest with you, yes, I did feel it. And it's more so just because I didn't want to disappoint. But also it's just because I'm aware of the opportunity and the platform that I now have. And um, connecting with women that identify with me, girls that look like me can now see themselves represented by me. And that means everything to me. Um, So I'm just excited for that part of the journey as a bachelorette. And I don't know, just being mm-hmm. a role model for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In general. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, that's why, you know, that's why it's it's just it's just interesting because there's so many issues and factors floating around. Whether you're Claire, who's now in an interracial relationship, mm-hmm. you or Matt James, like every single lead this year, I guess technically Peter's in this year and he doesn't count. So I'm not counting Peter. After Peter, and I, that's no shade. I'm just like it, I'm not counting Peter, but you're just saying it doesn't. After yeah. it really is affected or has to have certain conversations Affecting. because of how they're going to step out into the world once they step outside the bubble. It's interesting, but it's also very exciting, which is why I was so excited when I heard that you were mm-hmm. announced because all I've ever wanted to see in this franchise is diversity and. In 2020, mm-hmm. I'm seeing this the show really step up and cast leads and people of color 
you know, within, within the franchise. And so I just want people to feel more comfortable to be the lead, to be a contestant, to be able to open up to producers, but then also see producers that look like them on the other side. And so um, I find it interesting too, that you had a, a breakdown when talking to a producer, because that I had the same thing happen to me and it does hit you. You're having these conversations, you're starting to open mm-hmm. up and then for me, and I'm curious if this is what happened with you, I was having a conversation and I looked around the room and nobody looked like me. And I was like, see, you're not getting what I'm saying. And my breakdown was frustration. Mm. And then, you know, they brought Chris Harrison in the room. God love him. But I was like, what the hell is he going to say to me right now? Like, I'm crying about being a black woman and you bring yeah. a white male in here. You know, like, I love my fairy like, godfather, how's that but now help? is yeah. not the moment. We're missing <laughs> yeah. it. You're proving exactly <laughs> what I'm saying is wrong. Um, yes. But I, I, I'm curious with you if you felt that I, I got frustrated, not because I was mad. I adore my producer and I wasn't mad at her. I was just like, nobody understands the pressure that it is to sit in this chair and, and, and to be in this role. Um, you know, okay, well, first of all, all that kind of stuff is a little different now because of COVID. Um, so no one's actually in the room with you anymore because there's so just weird. automated cameras. Even your producers are asking you the questions. Yeah. My, it's just okay. my producer. There's, there's no, no one allowing you nothing. say something stupid. So I'm just in a room. room. No, no. And it's just, it's kind of nice, but it's also like, mm-hmm. okay, so was that funny? So everything's automated, but um, no, I, I will say that it was a thought that came across my mind, but it's something that I also vocalized with saying like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to identify with the person that is going to be asking me questions all the time. And it's, it's easier for me to maybe have someone that has a struggle that I've had. And that's my producer that was on the bachelor. Um, he was actually black and it's, we identified a lot with each other. And I think he was able to really bring me out of my shell Mm -hmm. and, just hear me and just like feel me. And I expressed that concern, but it was also heard. And if I wanted to have a different person interview me just so in case a situation arise or anything like that, like everybody was very accommodating to that. So it's, I definitely felt supported in that aspect, which was nice. I didn't ever feel like great. I can't identify with anyone. And I'm kind of just like, that means there's improvement. Because I yeah. felt that in, in moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be honest with you, Rachel, like maybe, well, once again, what what way didn't you pave in this, you know, um, franchise? But for this aspect, it's just like, maybe they needed to hear that from you in order for that to be I an opportunity for great. me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if like, if I was the first, it's like. I'm, I'm happy that you I don't know. That, that, just, like, on, that makes me so happy. I'm so happy you felt that. Truly. Truly. Yeah. No, it, because it does come across your mind. I mean, like, how are you going to navigate it? I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't know, the people you usually call on. So I, and I want to ask this, and I don't want details because obviously we have to watch your entire season. But were those conversations, like, producers <laughs> aside, like with the men, are we going to see those types of conversations? You know, like, what would hometowns look like? How would your families embrace me? You know, like, how would your family embrace them? Do we see that come later? Yeah, there's a lot of really good conversations around all of these topics, which I'm excited mm-hmm. for y'all to see, but you'll just have to watch. And um, mm-hmm. I can't just talk about one because there's many. So that's mm-hmm. an exciting part about it all as well. You're just going to see some good, deep that's the one thing about these men. Mm-hmm. Everybody has depth, which I love. And I'm allowed, I feel well, comfortable. Well, Rachel and I have said it before. We think that this is one of the best group of guys we've seen by far. They're all a little bit older, more mature. It seems like they have great careers. Jobs, and so yes. You got a, a good mm-hmm. bunch, which actually leads me to my next question. So this is a conversation that, well, prior to me starting my night when I thankfully had Rachel, Jojo, and Caitlin come and give me some advice and ask questions. Um, but we always talk about this between us bachelorettes is, did you know night one after leaving those men who your top kind of couple guys would be? No? 
No. It's different for her. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. No. Yeah, I guess it's totally different going in. To be honest with you guys, I felt like I had so much pressure with that damn first impression rose because all of you guys, <laughs> and I'm not giving anything away, but all of you guys gave your first impression rose to the person you yeah. left with. So I was like, Oh my god! I, I hope my intuition's <laughs> but, on point because but well, Hannah Brown is Spencer right. coming off um, as an asshole. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> but it's so funny because I did not see of that course. side of him. Mm-hmm. He was always so well, sweet very to me. Easy on the eyes. Um, it's cute. It's I well, you guys, I'm not when I lie. when I saw you when I well I've talked about this how I've. Host, I hosted that date with you. There were a couple of guys that you talked about quite a bit. Yeah. So I, so leaving, I was like, oh, I know who her top three are for sure going to be. <laughs> like in true fashion, true Becca fashion, I think I was probably wrong too. I don't know. But, but <laughs> honestly, I, I think it's great. And I love that no one really knows because I feel like I really just allowed myself to yeah. give everybody a chance mm-hmm. and date people that I normally wouldn't and to just see where it went. And I'm mm-hmm. very proud of myself for that. Well, that's I what I like love. I really One thing that it. you did very, very so, well in all of your conversations that we saw with the guys is you asked them the questions of like, why are you here? What brought you here? Like, tell me more about you. And I felt like maybe it was just night one for me or that like maybe the first week I felt like it was all about me. And I was like, I don't want you to ask about me. Like I need, I'm, juggling 30 plus men so like tell me about you and you did such a good job about digging and I think making them feel like they actually had somebody who cared now and like listened to them oh well I I also think it was like it also kind of helped because they were like kind of warmed up a little like they were definitely nervous it's so funny like I'm sure you guys all experienced this but then they would all Mm -hmm. hold your hands like their hands were shaking and you guys were sweaty and it's the cutest. Oh, there is one. I won't even talk about it. Um, but they're all super shaking. It's really endearing. It's just really sweet. But like, I just, maybe their nerves wasn't, um, I don't know. Like you usually ask questions about other people when you're nervous. Well, I feel I think like, this is like what tell me about yourself. I don't, I don't even know. know if it was that they were warmed up or that it was that they hadn't had the opportunity to talk about themselves. So, and so I think that was True. also what was so great. I think that's what's so interesting about the the way that you came in because the men haven't had an opportunity to talk about themselves. They haven't been asked certain questions. It's all been very clear, Dell. Mm-hmm. And so I think for you, it's so great because they are so eager. They're obviously interested in you, but they're also so eager to talk to you, um, which I love. It's 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 very refreshing, like the way that you came in. It's great that we didn't have a whole season of Claire. Um, and that is no shade to Claire. People know Claire is my girl, but she obviously found her love quickly. Why make us watch right. five, six more weeks of that when she found love? That's the point of the show. But my question to you is, one, are you Absolutely. watching Claire's season? Well, it's over now. Did you watch past tense? Yes. Did you watch Claire's season? You have I wasn't to, going to, because but here's then I did. Here's the second question. When you watch the men on Claire's mm-hmm. season, did your, and then we obviously haven't seen your entire season yet, but you went through it. Watching the men on Claire's mm-hmm. season versus how you experienced it, them. Oh my gosh. Maybe the wine's hitting me. Versus how you experienced them on your season. Did your opinion change at all of any mm-hmm. of the men? To be honest with you, watching Claire's season, I feel like you didn't really see any of the Is guys. You didn't see their personality. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Half of them didn't even speak. I mean, there was really like maybe three or four people on the show. I feel like it was Claire, Dale, and maybe a couple yep. commentators. Yep. Like, <laughs> and Kenny Paul. talked quite a bit. Jay, you know what I mean. You didn't see any of the guys, which is why, like, I'm so excited for everyone to watch this season because the guys open up and they are phenomenal. Everyone's kind of like, well, not everyone, but. I've talked to a few people and they're like, the guys were like, okay. And I'm just like, what you? first of all, rude. Second of all, you haven't seen them yet. Just wait because you will see different sides of them. They're actually amazing. Um, but to be honest with you, I, there is some, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, see you're, anything. Yeah, you're like giving them. your first, you haven't seen the guys yet. One-on-one to Brandon. And I'm like, 
flipping through pages like, okay, Brenda, <laughs> who is Brenda? Who is Brenda? Never seen him before. Well, there's like, I feel like even when you walked in, there's so many guys, you're like, hi, I'm Tasha. And every guy's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm so-and-so. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I didn't even know. Is, it, is he new here? Like, I had no idea because yeah, again, playing back to it, you just didn't see him. It was the, the Clarendale show. Um, playing off of Rachel's question, before you went in to meet the men, did you have a chance to talk to Claire or were you in contact with her at all? Or did she share any advice with you before going in? To be honest, no, but I think it's just because it was, it was kind of quick, but also I think everyone wanted to allow us to have our own experiences. Um, and it would have been nice to be like, hi, like pass the torch kind of thing. But I also, um, I don't know if it was necessarily necessary mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I kind of just like went in and did my thing. And what about since the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's reached out and I've responded, but you know, we just have like a lot going on right now too. I know like the craziness of the show. I'm sure we'll connect soon, but yeah, we've like had a little bit of correspondence. Um, I'm sure after all this kind of like blows over, we'll be able to like really like laugh at everything and see everything. But at the same time, Wait, I'm just getting started, you know? We can officially kind of add Tasha yes. to the Bachelorette group chat now. We should. We should. In the group chat. The fact that you guys have a Bachelorette group I, chat is amazing. Um, I shouldn't admit this for everyone, but a couple weeks ago, I was like, when do we add Tasha here? And some of the girls were like, wait, what? It's like, shit. I didn't even see you say that. I probably got buried by like 37 more texts, but, but yeah, uh, welcome to the club. We'll add yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, you will wake My up mornings and your phones, you'll have 240 missed texts from all of us. I have them on mute, so don't feel ashamed to, to put them on mute because it's just <laughs> an hour at least to like follow up with them. Yeah, don't. And to be honest, you guys, with this starting, I feel like I'm starting to like get a little stressed. And just to have like you guys there to know that you guys experience the same thing, I'm sure it's just gonna like put myself at ease because I don't know. I feel like my whole stuff has been yeah. so different mm-hmm. and i just need help well i'm well, to freak out i'm not gonna lie go ahead beck i'm sorry oh no i was gonna say that's well okay. this is a, a a strange time too the the time when it's airing you obviously like can't talk about it really like with mm-hmm. people you know you have to just take it week by week so mm-hmm. i remember like when i was in your shoes at this point i was just really anxious like i didn't want to go out in public i didn't want to like talk to people and have them ask questions it's just it's it's a, like a bubble outside of the bubble it's strange but also too um it's nice because you still, like, depending on what happens, I truly don't know. Like, you have hopefully some special secrets and memories that, like, this is the quiet time before everything, like, really changes by the end of your season. So, but we're always here to talk. Yeah. I mean, you're so close to us. We'll have some girls' nights. I know. Honestly, that's the good thing. I've been out been town for the last couple of weeks, but, and I'll still be gone for a little while, but soon when I get back, I haven't even watched an episode at home with I'm at my fan like nobody. So once I get home, do you plan we'll on watching your entire night season? or something? What? No, Tasha, no. you have to. <laughs> no, 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 you have to. I do, but I will tell you, like I like usually run out of the room when I see myself, and this is going to be you. different because I'm like it's mm-hmm. not it's not cute, Steady it's not enjoyable, but you have to watch. You have to look at it like for research purposes. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how your season ends. <laughs> But you have to know once, because you have to know how to address the media when they come at you. Like, we'll meet again in a different mm-hmm. setting, and That's it'll true. be on extra. And, like, if I'm asking you particulars, you have to understand what it is, you know, that I'm talking about. Also, where you're coming from. If you chose someone at the That's end true. of this, they're going to go through their own journey of watching it back and watching you have relationships with other men. And that's tough. And you have to be very understanding of it and let them go through their own feelings and working it out. So you have to, but like, think of it as like, this Mm. is work and I have to watch this for research. I don't enjoy it. I don't like Mm -hmm. it. I never want to see it again, but I've got (laughs) to do this for this one time. (laughs) Now, I do want to ask you this because we talked about this on the podcast and, um, you know, we're opinionated on the podcast. We're not one to hold back our, our, um, thoughts. At the end of episode three, you were introduced to the world. Finally. 
Mm-hmm. They acknowledge you, which it's just been, I like, I literally get so sick of having to say allegedly when people are like, okay, so Tay's just the next bachelorette. And I'm like, allegedly. Um, so now allegedly. we know that you are. <laughs> yes. The attorney in you. <laughs> and we see for the first time, the franchise acknowledges you coming out of a pool, very Halle Berry-esque um, in the orange bathing suit, mm-hmm. you know, drenched, wet, assets out. I want to know, though, how did you feel about the first time you saw yourself on camera with The Bachelorette? Um, well, first of all, I will say that was actually, obviously, like, you've seen the first episode mm-hmm. now. Like, it, it was filmed at a date. So did I think that that was my intro as The Bachelorette? No. Um, Which I wouldn't either. I get that. <laughs> yeah, we know you didn't say, hey, guys, make sure this is how you introduce me to this the world. This is my teaser. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people actually asked, they're like, well, so your intro, when you, I'm like, my intro? Yeah. Like, that was mm-hmm. just a date. Like, I didn't think that was going to be my thing. I would have tried a little bit harder. I wasn't like <laughs> flopping around or whatever. But I will tell you, I've actually, that's not the first time I've done that. So this is actually kind of like this thing. I actually did it back in Singapore on Colton season. And we had so much fun doing it. And it was kind of fun just to like remake it. Um, but the way that I felt with that being my first introduction as The Bachelorette, I didn't really um, think about it any type of way in particular. I guess it's funny because like once I heard your opinion on it, Rachel, it was like, I guess I never thought about how it may, might make other people feel. Um, just being like, hey, like she deserves an introduction before like her body comes out. In my in my opinion, I was just like, you've seen me on Bachelor, you've actually seen me on Paradise. My introduction to Paradise was somewhat similar in the bikini and whatnot. I didn't really feel like it was out of the norm, but I do feel uncomfortable in a bathing suit in general. So it was yeah. just kind of like it was a lot for me. I was well, like, oh, okay, that's my shot. All right. It would have been nice to be like, so it's Tasha, and then I come out of the pool. I think but that, like, and you'll realize this too, because like you're, you're just now publicly being able to talk about being the Bachelorette. There are levels in this Bachelor franchise, and I don't think yeah. that that's cocky to say. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. You know, a lead is different from a contestant. Being on Paradise is different from being the Bachelorette, which is why you said, don't call me Absolutely. again for Paradise unless it's the real deal. It's Bachelorette. So to be in a bathing suit in paradise is not the same thing to being introduced as Mm -hmm. the bachelorette first thing as a swimsuit. And so like for me, it was like, let me just acknowledge how amazing she looks. First of all, obviously you look amazing and we we get that. But you didn't choose her simply because she's beautiful. A lot of beautiful girls come through this franchise. You were chosen because you're more than that. Mm -hmm. And I just felt personally also, in addition to what I feel about how black women are stereotyped um, in this country, in the world, really. But I was just like, oh, I hate I felt like it was a robbed moment. Now, they quickly mm-hmm. make it up in the next episode. Quickly. We talked about how amazing you look. Truly. And then you see the context behind you coming out of the pool, which makes all the sense in the world. If I had watched it that way, I would have had nothing to say. But I just... You know, like, and maybe been a we little can different. say things, yeah. and like Becca can speak on this as well, but maybe we can say things that you necessarily can't because we ain't under the same contract that you are. <laughs> but I just, it was more like I stepped in big sister mode, and Becca did too because we kind of had the same thought about mm-hmm. it. We, we, we feel protective over you. We've been through this. We've gone through this. And it was like, ugh, could we do something else? Because Tasha is so much more mm-hmm. than just being beautiful. You are beautiful, but you're there's depth to you. You mm-hmm. don't get to be the bachelorette um, yeah. just by simply being beautiful. And I just wish that we had seen that. But thank God there's another week and then they make that up mm-hmm. very quickly. <laughs> no, but I honestly, I do appreciate that just because, again, I think this whole thing has just been so different than any other announcement or anything and it it did suck to have me come out of the pool and not even be able to be like yeah i am the bachelor it's just like no i was swimming in a pool in la quinta california (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm. that kind of sucked um and that's why i'm telling you like even when you're saying like it's nice to kind of say it now 
it is nice, but I for so honestly for so long I've been like mm-hmm. I can't say anything. So it's I'm still adjusting to it. Um, I don't know. I wish it would have been introduced a little differently. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I'm still happy with the way I did everything. Good. I don't think there's I have any regrets mm-hmm. on my seasons, which is nice. But I just Short wish yeah, you can see me in a little dress. They a little already way. will forget about it because they've seen <laughs> it in a different way. Yeah. Mean, yeah. And also too, like keep in mind, Claire yeah. had the graduate as her oh! promo shot. And so it's like the 2020 is just dropping the ball a little bit here. I mean, <laughs> you guys. I'm the bachelorette. What? Who? <laughs> Honestly, which one would you like better? Okay, I'm not which trying to do any of that. Feet. A foot? I do. No. <laughs> my grandmother's always I know. like, what no, size like, are you? Are so small. My grandmother's always like, baby, where are the rest of your toes? That's what she <laughs> says all the time. <laughs> I wish everyone listening, please tune in. You can uh, watch our videos. I don't know where. But I, Rachel if I is see just... that damn foot one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right, Tasha. Fun fact, that though. Becca, you're tall. Sure, Rachel, you sure. are tiny. Yeah. And I never knew that. Um, how many uh, guys did you kiss night one? You guys, I didn't kiss not one even person. Not even one. Spencer? I did not. Oh, wait, I lied. I get it. I kissed Spencer. After I, I gave him the rose, I kissed Spencer. But I will tell you, nobody kissed me night one. And I even went back and I was like, and like I wasn't expecting to like be a little hot mess, but I was just like, Nobody actually kissed me. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Don't speak on it if you don't want it to happen. The next night, I kissed so many people. I was like, whoopsies. I shouldn't have said that because I kissed probably 10 people the next night. I I only kissed Brian the first night. It's like the guys can get kind of like scared, I think. Yeah, they can get shy. It's not weird. But you guys, at the same time, I feel like when I was looking back, like, my little kiss with Spencer was, was like so sweet. It was like a little, little, little pecky. You mm-hmm. made up for it. Yeah, it was a little sweet little kiss. You made I think up we were both nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I made up for it. That dude was itching to kiss you. I've never seen somebody hate Chris Harrison so much. <laughs> I'm Wait, great. you guys, how when funny Chris was that? When stole him away. Him breaking off I was in laughing sprint, so hard. I was like, look at Chris go. It was great. Oh my God, he was having the time of his life on that damn little scooter. It was the best. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to ask you, because obviously when you say yes to The Bachelorette, and, and for you, Tasha, and you and you expressed this on your date with Brendan, it's, it's nice that you guys have mm-hmm. something in common that we don't really see talked about on the show. And it was really great to see, yeah. you know, you talk about the, this isn't a game for me. I've been through this before on another level. I've been married. You're obviously looking for a husband. You wouldn't have said yes to this if you weren't taking this seriously because of what you've been through. So what did being the bachelorette mean to you? And what qualities did you most want to convey as the bachelorette? Mm, What did it mean to me? I mean, to be honest with you, it was more so of a reflection as to where I am in life. Like mm-hmm. I'm very confident in myself. I know that I have a lot to offer. I'm, I've worked very hard to get to be the woman that I am today and I'm very self-sufficient, but I'm honestly just looking for a partner in life. And I think that me saying yes, to the opportunity yeah. means that I've actually, I'm actually there. Um, and no, what, sorry, what was the what other question? What qualities did you want to convey as the bachelorette? Oh, I wanted to just, I wanted to just convey that I'm a strong woman just someone that honestly it's just someone that's looking for a partner in life like I it's funny because like I tell everybody like I don't need anybody because I don't um but it's nice to have someone to take over the world with I was looking for someone to build an empire with that's at the end of the day what I kept telling the guys be yourself I'm gonna be myself my vulnerable honest self if you give me that and I expect that in return. And I feel like if you do yeah. that, we're going to create something amazing. And like for me to just be there and just have confidence and not try to be somebody else. I feel like for so long, like at a young age, you just try to be what that guy wants you to be. For so long, you want to like try to be the cool chick or like be this way, be that way. Like, no, like this is who I am. And that's why 
when I didn't have the opportunity to have like so much time to think about who these guys were and the fact that the guys didn't know who I was, it's just like, it's very organic. Either we like each other, we don't. It works out or it doesn't. Like we have stuff in common or it doesn't. And I think that, yeah, I think that was really portrayed in my season. Once you like keep watching, you'll see that we just kind of mm-hmm. like, it works, it works. If it doesn't, we have a really mature mm-hmm. conversation about it and we kind of move on. Okay, one thing I want to ask is because anyone going on the show, any lead or contestant knows that this is a very amplified timeline. Two months is not a long time before you fall in love and potentially get engaged. And you had half of that time. So when you went in, obviously I'm assuming you were hopeful, but going in knowing that your time was already cut in half, were you skeptical at all about being like, could this actually work for me this time around on such a short time frame? I just truly feel like I had enough time. I feel like the guys really showed who they were and what they had to offer. And I did the same. And, um, no, when you know, you know, I think like either have an attracted to someone or you don't. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of what I just kept leaning into. I don't really think I had too short of a time. That was a fear that I had. And I told them that and I told them, I don't think I'm going to get engaged at the end of this. I think I might just leave with a boyfriend or whatever. And they honestly said, mm-hmm. we're not going to pressure you to do anything. You do what your heart wants. And so I didn't really ever feel that pressure to be like, oh, my yeah. God, I need to find a husband like right now. So I just kind of like lived. You probably my got in there at the perfect to. time too, where the guys, well, most of the guys besides four of them, had enough time to mm-hmm. kind of like get into the headspace and like get used to the interviews and the schedule and how things operate. Where most people, it takes them so long to really, I think, find their groove and to get into it and feel comfortable. So you probably, I didn't even think about this until mm-hmm. now. You probably got them like when they were already warmed up and ready and ready to open up and talk yeah. about their feelings and their emotions and not be so closed off. At that point, they were, I feel like a little comfortable with like all the camera people mm-hmm. around, like the lights and all that kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. is something to adjust to on night one, as you guys know. Um, and yeah, I feel like they kind of weren't Girl, paying attention were to any of that stuff. They were like, <laughs> thank somebody <laughs> listening to us. Thank God. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they got warmed up. But at the same time, they were like, thank good. This is this is what it's like to be on a season. And listen, mm-hmm. again, this is no shade to Claire. Claire did absolutely what she should have done. And that's why I'm so grateful that they brought somebody absolutely. in. Then he was like, OK, this person found her person. And this person is going to explore these relationships with these 20 men. Great. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Can you like and those poor men yeah. too when they had no idea that you were coming in they were like we're getting the boot we've been in this 115 degree God. heat not talking to anyone besides these other dudes for the most part like you were pr- probably like this most beautiful savior coming in Oh my god to be honest I didn't know what I was walking into it could have been like I don't even know I just walked in and honestly you guys can speak on that feeling of walking into your room and having 30 men oh, in suits like turning around and looking at you i almost I, died yeah, I, I was, was living vicariously for you a man in suit all the is everything like, oh this is so nice it's great it's, it's so, so nice. and it's they're the there best. for you <laughs> right reasons wrong reasons it doesn't matter it's your season Mm-hmm. So they are on your season and you're in the yeah. driver's seat, ready to navigate all these men. It's great. You know, normally I'm a bad driver, but when it came to the bachelorette, I mean, I was in the right lane <laughs> the entire freaking time. And it seems like you are too. Like it's, it's, it's really, really great. Okay, Becca, you know how we do it. Obviously we like to talk a lot and we've asked Tasha so many questions and we haven't even gotten into the episode, but we're going to get a little bit into that. But if you want to hear the entire breakdown of Tasha talking about what went down. Her first episode is Bachelorette, group date, one-on-one date, all the inside details. Mm-hmm. You got to head over to clickbait. And I feel like we're, we're going to crash that, Becca, because mm-hmm. we're, we're two pit bulls in a china cabinet. We're two pit bulls in a skirt. Is that how that saying goes? Yeah. We're coming on we're, over. We're asking permission, Tasha. We're in this thing. We're coming on over to clickbait <laughs> to get all the details. Mikasa, Sukasa, come on over. I can't wait. Already there. 
You guys, as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed another episode of Bachelor Happy Hour. And again, don't forget our second part of this episode comes out tomorrow on Clickbait. So if you don't already, please follow and subscribe to both Bachelor Happy Hour and Clickbait on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.